Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by the founder of Coming to New York City, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We are recording this on our brand new podcast gear and equipment and microphones and all that. So How do we sound? Hopefully we sound a whole lot better. I uh, think we sound amazing. <laughs> and now we can record from anywhere with our new, we used to record in my office, but now... Mm-hmm. Now we can record on the go. Um, so or in our bed, which is where we are right now. We <laughs> just get nice and comfy recording podcast uh, for our listeners. That's right. And we appreciate our listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. Today, Katie, I've got an important question for you. Okay. Are we moving? Maybe. Why would we move? We love Roosevelt Island. <laughs> you sound just like Emery. Um, that is a very good question as well. Why would we move? Um, and that's true. I mean... We've only been on Roosevelt Island for about 18 months, and we love it here. The kids go to school right across the street. The Their dance and theater is right next door. The island is lovely. We have four bedrooms, which I never in a million years would have thought we would have in New York City. Um, so, yeah. There's so, only... Yeah. I mean, there's a few reasons, but... The reason we're talking about why we would move today is the New York Housing Lottery. The New York Housing Lottery. That's right. So we're going to talk a little bit about what it is and kind of the process that we're going through. And then we'll keep you updated as things develop and progress. Yeah. So, Katie, did we win the lottery? Oh, I wish. Could you imagine if we were billionaires? What if that was our podcast today if we're like we won the powerball and we're yes. moving to park avenue and so is that billionaires where you would move room. if we get a billion dollars no but i think that's that's another podcast I mean, episode okay <laughs> that'll be another podcast so we'll save yeah, that yeah. coming soon <laughs> or not too soon but maybe in the future oh that would be nice okay okay so the housing lottery yes. is not for millionaires or billionaires or anything like that it's for yes. the regular average person in New York City. And that's what we are. We're regular average family in New York City. (laughs) Um, So there's different departments in New York City. There is what's called NYCHA, the New York Housing, um, New York City Housing Authority. Oh, I've never heard of that. Well, they do do the housing complexes here um, for those who need assistance with rent. So if they're experiencing homelessness and they need vouchers for um, rent, then NYCHA is the one that supplies those. Okay. But the housing lottery is through a totally different department within the city, and it's the housing... Preservation and Development Okay. Department. So the other thing we hear about a lot, and mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know, I'm asking this, we haven't talked about this in advance, Okay. but are the housing projects. Right. And so NYCHA is the housing projects. Got it. Got yeah. It. Okay. So those are developments built just for low income, okay. those people needing housing. Got it. And so that's a totally different department all on its own. The housing lottery is under the... Um, Housing Preservation and Development okay. Department, and yes. that's what we are doing. And okay. so it's more for, like I said, the normal families, the normal people who would like a little bit of a break from these crazy prices yes. that are often pricing a lot of families and a lot of individuals and couples out of the city because it just gets, like market rate just gets crazy sometimes in normal Uh, meaning there's a certain like salary range right yeah income or whatever you call it household income right yeah yeah so 
basically what it is, is when a developer wants to build a new building within the city, whether they want to tear down one building and replace it with something or build in a completely new area, they have to go before the city. And most of the time, the city will say, you need to set aside X amount of apartments for lottery apartments. Um, And sometimes the the developer will have three buildings that they're building and they'll say, okay, these two buildings will be market rate and we will leave this one for all all lottery apartments, basically. Um, Or if they're just building one building, they have to set aside a percentage of the apartments in that one building aside for lottery apartments. So it's not... Basically, what they're doing is they don't want these developers coming in and having all market rate apartments and nobody, nobody that's here in New York City, very few can actually afford them and all of that. So <clears throat> we were testing. We just said we had new equipment. So we like looked at it. We're like, is it still recording? Are we still, good? We think so. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. So um, if you go to... Uh, the Housing Connect website, which is housingconnect.nyc.gov, you will see all of the buildings, all new construction for the most part, that have openings for their apartments, for lottery apartments. <coughs> Excuse me. And they will also um, have a little grid with them when you ch- when you click on the apartment that basically tells you how much you would be paying for a one two, three, or a studio apartment in their building. And basically what it breaks down to is it's a third of your household income. So you'll see, like we're a family of four. And so we would look and we'd see how much it would be for a family of four to get a two-bedroom apartment there. And you see there's a range of prices or income that you can make. And a lot of times um, it goes up to, I don't know, about... Like 177, 182,000 a year for a family of four. I'm sorry, I don't know what the cough is about today. But um, so, I mean, it's not, you know, like low income housing. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's so this is, and that's a median income because there is some lower income and then there's some median income. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, So there's just a whole range of, but it's basically, they want housing to be a third of your income. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so. I'm explaining it? Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I didn't know that. I'm, I, I've i looked at it. I just didn't realize it was a third yeah. of the income. And so, right. yeah. So that was, yeah. So that's kind of how they break it down. So when you go to um, the housingconnect.nyc.gov, you'll probably see 20, 30 buildings that have available apartments. And so if you see one that you qualify for, and I really, I suggest everybody going to look at it because it's very interesting to see the new buildings that are coming up and you can just kind of get a feel for what it all means and get a visual of what I'm trying to explain. Um, But it'll say where it is, what amenities are included, what amenities the building has, but the lottery apartments may not get automatically. You may have to pay a fee um, for those extra amenities, things like that. But you kind of get a feel for the apartment and you can apply online. 
And so you create your login information and put in all of your, your household information. They want to know how many people are in your household, how much you make, where you currently live, because sometimes some districts will give priority if you already live within the district. So if you already live within, you know, say you're looking at a place in Brooklyn and you already live in that district in Brooklyn, then you may get priority. They also sometimes give priority to hearing impaired or visually impaired people, also to um, New York City um, employees, city employees they give priority to. So you just never know what <clears throat> what the breakdown is. So you look at it, you say, okay, I want to apply. You put in all your information and then you wait <laughs> and you and wait. wait and wait. And there's nothing you can do. There's no like wait and, list you can look at to see what number yeah. you are or yeah. anything like that. And you most just, people never hear from yeah, them. Yeah. A lot of times you never hear from them. Yes. But then every once in a while you'll hear something yes. and they'll say, your application looks like it could fit now we need more information yes. <laughs> and so then you have to send in a lot of documentation and that's like uh bank statements and gosh like your taxes. taxes and your um marriage certificate and your kid's birth certificates and yeah. all sorts of stuff and so you like you have to be ready for this you have to be ready with your paperwork and then you send that in and, and then you wait. And then you wait some more. <laughs> you wait some more. So actually last week we went to, I guess you want to call it the third round of a lottery. And so we applied for it. And it was, it's a, an apartment on 68 Gold Street, which is in the Vinegar Hill neighborhood in Brooklyn, which is right next to Dumbo. So really cool. Yes. Right on the, the water and... Yeah, it has a, has a good vibe about it. So we were excited. We yeah. applied for it. And then we got probably like a month later or so, yep. we got an email that said, okay, submit some more paperwork. We're like, okay. And so I did it and I submitted the paperwork. And then we got an email that said, you can come look at the apartment, mm -hmm. which is like the next level. And it was like, whoa, this is major. So last Tuesday... I went out to Brooklyn, Nils was out of town, and so I was on my own, but it was myself and probably five other couples that were looking at these apartments at the same time, and somebody from the housing lottery department showed us around, and the building was beautiful. It's brand new, um, amazing roof deck with barbecues, and they had a... Um, parking garage within the building and a community room with a fireplace and big TV and it was just a workout facility like everything was brand new yes. and it smelled so good <laughs> it smelled so nice like it was just so pretty so she showed us all the amenities and how beautiful the building was and then she took us into the apartment and it was so tiny <laughs> it was yeah, I mean, gorgeous. All the finishes were amazing, but it was two bedrooms and one bathroom, and which is fine. In a balcony, yeah, um, which is great. I mean, we don't, we don't, we love four bedrooms, and we're really spoiled with four bedrooms. But for a lottery apartment, we would hundred percent do two bedrooms again. Uh, but I don't think I think a queen bed might be able to fit in it in a bedroom. 
at the 68 Gold Street apartment. And that's about it. So like no dresser, no nightstands, maybe a queen size bed. And then there was basically a half closet in each bedroom. And that's it. No other closets in the entire, no coat closet or linen closet, nothing. Just like half closet in one bedroom and a half closet in the other. And then the living room and kitchen were all one. And I think we could maybe fit our couch. We may have to downsize to a love seat and our TV and then have to get a really tiny little table and that would be it. (laughs) So it pained me to say it because I absolutely love the building so much that we just could not make this space work, which I think is unusual for us because I've I feel like we're kind of like a make it work, like no space is too small, yeah. except that we found the space so, that was too small. <laughs> so I would, I would say we could have made it work. True. Yes. yes. If we really wanted to, I think it was bigger than our park slope apartment, our park slope apartment. The kids had to be in bunk beds because you couldn't have fit a quick, you know, like it was just a twin size bed in that second bedroom. Yeah, but if I think you think about how small that apartment was. But think about it like we had the out like outside the door in our brownstone, we could that was all shoe storage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had those big closets in the hallway. Yes. And then each bedroom had a closet. Yeah. And so the reason it wouldn't fit in the Brooklyn apartment in the brownstone is because they were oddly shaped rooms. Okay. We but, can, we can argue about it. Uh, I I think that I'm right here. No, you didn't. You weren't even there. You I saw my there. videos. Um, but <laughs> I I think we could uh, it, have made it. We work. We could have made it work. It was tiny. We would we have had to get a storage unit. Storage unit. You would have had to get an office outside yes. the house, which wouldn't have been bad. But when you add up all of those things, yes, and parking was going to be $500 in the building, yeah. and there were only 30 spots, so I seriously doubt that the lottery apartments would even so, get those. So the bottom line is, though, <laughs> incredible apartment. Yes. We have, we currently live in an incredible apartment, an incredible neighborhood, so we need an almost perfect situation to leave. Right. Um, and so this was a really good situation, and mm-hmm. I think practically... This apartment, just to give context, you know, you lock in the rent, which was going to be around what, like, do you remember what the rent price would I have been I think it there? was 3000 Yes. And, but other people are going to be, are paying like 7000 Seven, Right. A market rent two bedroom in that building was going for 7000 Yeah. So unbelievable deal. I love good deals. Right. So, so that's where I have a hard time walking away from because it's a great deal right now in like 10 years when it's still locked in, Mm -hmm. it's going to be like a ridiculous deal. Yeah. So let's talk about that real quick because there is a difference between rent controlled and rent stabilized. Yes. And rent controlled is what they don't do in the city anymore. And that's where you hear the stories of older New Yorkers have an apartment, these amazing apartments that they pay like $500 a month for, and the landlord can't raise their rent and they're locked in for life and they can pass it on to future generations and all of that. But that's rent controlled and that it doesn't exist anymore. Um, rent stabilized is what these lottery apartments are. And basically the um, housing department will vote on how much the landlord can uh, up the rent on these lottery apartments each year. And it's usually like 1% or 2%. Yes. If anything, sometimes. So... Yes. Just so you're like talking you said, like thirty dollars, sixty dollars a year. Right, right. So just like you said, 
3000 a month may not sound great right now, but when you're in a brand new building and you don't have to worry about how much your rent is going to go up each year, that is huge. Yes. And yeah, a really great deal to get locked into. Yep. So we we debated it. I think we tried to talk ourselves into it in yeah. every way possible. Yeah. And we just had to say no. Uh, right. And we and so talk about how how do you say no uh, to to a deal? Like yeah. That? So the um, the lady from the housing authority who gave me the tour or gave the five couples that were with me the tour, um, we had her her information and basically she just said text me let me know if you want to go forward or if you don't she said I don't own this building it will not hurt my feelings just be honest (laughs) and so I just texted her and said you know we love the building we just can't make it work for our family of four and so so that was it yeah so what if you had said yes if we had said yes basically they would need even more paperwork (laughs) from us and then we would be on a very short waiting list for those apartments that are available so say there are three left um, and there were five couples that uh, looked at the apartment. If one said no, you know, one said yes, then you'd be basically you'd be ranked from there um, based on your lottery number. And then who said yes? I don't know. So, yeah. Is it yeah. still not so guaranteed? It's like another lottery at the end of the lottery. <laughs> so it's like you got to win like four lotteries yeah, to get the lottery apartment. But right. then once you get it, you're in. You're in. You're, you're in. in. So, so that's but it. just because we said no to one okay. does not mean that we say no to all of them. Yeah. So we are probably applied for 20 right now. And we got word a couple days ago that we've moved to the next round um, of one that's in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. So we submitted all of our paperwork and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So that's the state of, we, we also have been accepted into two other, we, we got into the first stage on two other lottery apartments, right. which like we have other friends that have never gotten even a call. So we kind of yeah. feel like we've kind of ha- halfway won the lottery like three times, four times. Right. We've gotten through the first round, which many don't. Uh, and some of this is that we fit into this like weird median income for kids. You know, there's it's it's a more niche of the different boxes, mm-hmm. and I think they probably have to have so many of each box, and we just kind of fit into a smaller niche within the lottery right. apartments. Right. I don't know. It's it's hard to know why we you, you get, know you get no feedback on anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so you don't don't know. ask for feedback yeah. or anything. And just I have tried googling. You know, and I'm I'm I feel like I'm an internet researcher for my job. Right. And I can't find much information as to what gets you through and what you know all of those things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we might move. We'll see. Yeah, um, we, we really like this new apartment that we've yeah. been moved to the next round for. It's huge. It has two pools. Okay. And so here's the question, Katie. Okay. Exact same apartment layout as the other building at this new building. Mm-hmm. Do we make it work? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. We just have to see. We have to see. I feel like every apartment is so different. Yep. It's just hard to know. It's hard to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. What what are what are a couple of things that you really like what attracted you to this new apartment? Like what are some of like the uniquenesses that you're looking for if the we were one to in ever, Greenpoint? Yeah. If we were to ever move. 
I mean, I think we've never lived in a brand new apartment. Yeah. And so something with amenities is really appealing. Yeah. Um, I also really like Brooklyn and just the feel of it. And I mean, especially in Greenpoint and other places in Brooklyn, but this apartment in particular, there are just so many coffee shops and restaurants and so many unique places and old buildings and it just has a really cool personality and vibe to it so and it's right on the water i mean like right on the east river so and it's facing manhattan right now we're facing queens which is wonderful i'm not bashing queens at all shouldn't have quite the same skyline right this apartment building would be facing manhattan and see like it's right across from the Empire State Building and Chrysler Building and all of that. So it would be a really cool place. And yeah, it would have a doorman and just a lot of cool amenities that yep. I'd like to experience yeah. for a cheaper price. <laughs> you know? Yep. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, we will see. And we will obviously keep our podcast listeners updated. For sure. um, I think we, you know, I think we, what's, what's been fun in living in New York City is everywhere just is so so unique and like park slope just was perfect for us in that season upper east side incredible and then we thought we'd live in all these places forever (laughs) and roosevelt island is it seems like the best of the best um and we could live here live here forever i think and be really happy um but this is a unique new opportunity and i think the other thing that we i keep learning especially that we don't have an office that we go to um, is you stay in your neighborhood 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so, so much of where you move is the, where you just are. Um, and so, so those coffee shops, those restaurants, those parks, it's a really significant, just part of where you live. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's, and I think that's just the, the nature of, of renting here in the city too, is you kind of always have to be on the lookout for things because yeah. there's always new things happening like lottery or like us looking for this apartment. Like we just kind of browse street easy or browse yes. whatever listings we can find because you just got to be ready for anything and yes. <laughs> a good, a good deal, a good, yeah. A good move. Well, and I think the other thing that we have found is that we can't control as a renter if our rent's going to go up. Yes. And so to be able to lock in like, okay, we don't have to move, you know, like this is our rent uh, and this is our neighborhood. And it's almost where it costs like, you know, a million plus to own an apartment here. Mm -hmm. This is almost a way to have ownership. And so while you don't actually own it, you can't sell it again. You can basically lock it in and it's yours for the rest of your life if right. you want it to be just like you know what your mortgage is going to be yes month after month year after year it's basically the same thing with this yep. and if we could get to a place like that and know like i said what our rent is going to be and budget that way then that's just a huge peace of mind that we don't yes. have right now because our landlords, they're not under any kind of restrictions. They can raise the rent to whatever they want to. And I think a lot of people found that out the hard way after all of the COVID stuff um, was was ending and, and landlords were trying to raise the rent again. And I think a lot of people, um, yeah, found out the hard way yeah. that landlords can raise the rent and you either pay it or you have to move out. And 
it's not fair. It's not nice, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. And I, I guess you could argue whether it's fair or not, but it, well, it's, it's not fun. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see. We will keep everyone updated, but that's the story of if we're moving or if we're staying. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We will see. That is the answer to the question. <laughs> we will see. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you are not yet following Katie on Instagram at coming to NYC, uh, you can also follow her on TikTok at coming to NYC. Um, and yeah, stay connected to her there and our world here in New York City and all the things going on. Uh, that's the best way. And new podcast up- episodes are always updated there or go uh, to, to the website and sign up for the email list coming to New York city.com. Uh, get on that email list uh, and get all the updates about the podcast and different things going on here in the city. We will talk to you again on the next episode. Thanks for listening.